Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, the podcast about myths and history. I am Brian T. Marshall, right next to my, what do I call you now? Co-guest? Is that what I say before? What is it? Co-guest. No, that's not it. You normally call me your permanent guest. Permanent guest. But Thanks. I'm a hey, host. permanent guest, Cammie. How's it going? Uh, fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So, God, we were just, like, tallying up episodes, because we've been losing count. This will be, like, in the mid-20s. 25-ish? Yeah, but we, yeah, we just published 20 today, or was it last week? 21, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Isn't that wild? That's a lot. Half a year. Yeah. We have, what, like, six or seven in the bank, too. Right. Yeah. Don't tell them. Well, we're about to start a new format this Friday. Yes. But that won't be this Friday because they'll be listening to this in three weeks from when we recorded. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a little late to bring it up, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so yeah, by now you've been listening to. Well, if, if if you if you don't know, you this is the podcast about myths and history. We kind of every week we'll pick a topic that we think of from cryptids to God flying humanoids. That was weird, <laughs> um, or like traditional Hercules stuff, and we'll discuss it. Um, we'll talk about try and find a fun myth to recite or or and um, give a little history behind it. And with Peter, who was on a couple guest episodes that we had on the main format, we decided to keep doing that with him uh, on a side project. So uh, we've got, what this will be like two or three of those will be up by now. So those have been really fun. But this is the, the standard stuff. Um, but what's, t- today we've got a doozy of yes, a myth. Yes, we do. It's so much of a doozy that we're going to put it in two parts. Yes. And if we wanted to, we could do a thousand episodes. That Maybe is a thousand correct. and one. Because Maybe. we're talking about... Um, the Arabian Nights. The Arabian Nights, yeah. A thousand and one nights is what it's also called. So, which is pretty wild. This is, this is one of those things, too, where um, it's been really warped in a Western way. And uh, so it's, <laughs> it's weird looking this up um when in like the broader context so but it's really cool to kind of narrow it down i hope that someone learned something from this one about this especially <laughs> so um but yeah we're so we're the, the thousand or, or, or the arabian nights is a collection of stories but Correct. we're going to talk about probably the most famous and that's ali baba and the 40 thieves that's correct yes right and i actually used richard burton's uh Arabian Nights to cool to tell it so I wanted to shout that out first so we don't break it up later right yeah um, so tell me a little bit about the I yeah. guess, history of the book itself right yeah yeah so it's like I said it's pretty interesting we'll we'll go into some of the origins of the generalness of how it kind of came to be but it's uh, it's similar to I, I get vibes I kind of rem- I'm reminded again of um, things like Beauty and the Beast and Oedipus, where it's these—it's more than likely these really well-known stories that are older, way older than when they started kind of being written down, but then were written down. And uh, the the Thousand and One Nights—it wasn't ever—it it was called that much later than the stories. The stories predated the collection um, in a lot of right, ways, yeah, okay, and in and in some cases too. Uh, Britannic and a few other sources were talking about. Um, when the stories were first being collaborated or collected, they they literally like they'd have like five four hundred and they'd be like, let's call it a thousand and one because five hundred and eighty four is enough, um, <laughs> and it rolls off the tongue. 
So, uh, but specifically, the the mode, the the fun way, of the the history of the 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 myth of how they kind of came together is a really fun word. This this woman, uh, who's this immortalized kind of Arabic figure queen, Sheherazade. Uh, let's go with that. Is this fictional queen who told the stories? And she told the stories to this crazy king dude because... Why did she tell the stories? Yeah. So he he wanted to have lots of wives but not be unfaithful. So okay. his plan was to kill the wife, go, go, go full on like Henry VIII, kill the last wife before you have the next one, but on like a daily basis. Wow. And so she was like, let me stall. And so she really did stall. And was the greatest political figure ever. Um, she, she filibustered her marriage into, okay. into famedom. So, that's, um, that's a really good way to put it because that's I, I just exactly what that. she did. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, You're really smart. Thank you. Um, so, right, yeah. So she was able to survive, and this is also able to give a great reason for why this woman told a new story every night for like four years to her crazy husband. Well, it makes sense, too, that it was only 500 stories because she would stop the story midway through every night right Right. cliffhangers had to keep him guessing so he wouldn't have to worry about it um so yes yeah but it's it's cool i these like so we'll talk about a little bit more of it on a later time because the story that we're saying is a nice uh it's it's pretty pretty big so um so will you set us up Sure. So, Alibaba and the Forty Thieves. Kasim and Alibaba were brothers who lived in Persia. Kasim had the good fortune of marrying a wealthy woman. Alibaba married a woman who was not so well off, and he only had one real way to make a living. He would go into the forest and gather wood to sell for kindling. One day, as he was about to return to town with three asses loaded with kindling, He saw a great cloud of dust and 40 men on horseback coming towards him. He hid in a tree and watched these men, surmising they must be robbers because why else would 40 men be in the forest? The leader of the men dismounted near the tree where Alibaba hid and approached a rock and spoke the words, open sesame. A door opened and the man went in. Everyone else followed. The door then closed. Alibaba waited a very long time for the men to leave. When they finally came out of their hideout, the captain spoke the words, Close Sesame, and the men departed. Alibaba waited longer, a little longer after the men had left and decided to enter the hideout himself. He spoke the words, Open Sesame, and the door opened. He went inside and saw generations of robbers loot. He loaded his asses with plunder and concealed it with his wood. Then he said the words... (laughs) he said the words close sesame and the door closed behind him when he arrived at his house he told his wife to help him bury the gold she insisted on weighing it first he told her it wasn't necessary because like he could barely carry it back so it was definitely enough gold uh but whatever go ahead and borrow a scale from my brother and and you know weigh it She quickly went to her brother-in-law's house and inquired about a small scale. Her sister-in-law was more than happy to grab one for her. 
She was curious as to what she was measuring, so she put tallow on the bottom of the scale. I, is tallow, what is that, beef fat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure what that was, and I didn't look it up, but... <clears throat> anyway, this would cause the grain or, or whatever was measured to stick to it so she could see why they needed a scale. Alibaba's wife started measuring the gold uh, while he dug the pit. When she was done, she returned the scale, and a single piece of gold was stuck to the bottom. So Kasim's wife tells Kasim that Abby, Alibaba had so much gold, he had to weigh it instead of count it like a normal person. Kasim infers that Alibaba had been lying to him this whole time about being poor. So there was some infighting oh. starting. Yeah. When he confronted Alibaba, he comes clean to Kasim and he tells him everything, even the secret words to open the hideout door. So Kasim wastes no time to grab some gold for himself. He takes 10 asses and has every intent to weigh them down with as much treasure as he can pack out. He gets to the hideout and says the magic words, open sesame. Then he steps inside and the door closes behind him. He begins to panic. He starts screaming all sorts of grains at the door. Open oats, open barley, open quinoa. Nothing happened. He had no choice but to wait for the robbers to come back. When they did come, they saw the asses and scared them away. Then they opened the door. Kasim was hiding just inside and was able to slip past the first five or so men, but he was quickly cut down. They quartered his body and left it on either side of the door. Kasim's wife was worried when he didn't come home, so Ali Baba went to the cave. He brought back his brother's body and more gold and told everyone Kasim died of natural causes. <laughs> He was naturally ripped up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Kasim's slave, Morgiana, was very clever. And Ali Baba had her take care of having the body sewn back together. I guess they didn't want... Well, obviously they didn't want anyone to know how he died. Right. But even the wife. Like, they didn't want the wife to know that he was just, like, cut down. Or how much gold anybody had. Yeah, yeah. So they had to make it look like a natural death. Mm-hmm. Um, he had confessed what had transpired in the woods to Morgiana. The slave. Yes. So Morgiana, like, thought about it, and she goes to a cobbler in town who was very good at sewing, and he was also the only person whose shop was open really early in the morning. I'm thinking, like, 5 a.m. or something like sure. that. And she didn't tell him what she was doing but she offered him a bit of gold to just talk to her and she explained that she needed someone to come back to the house she couldn't bring the thing the item that needed to be sewed to him mm -hmm. so then <laughs> he was like okay fine I don't want to do it. This sounds sketchy. So mm -hmm. she's like, well, here's another piece of gold. <laughs> I'm only on the up and up cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so she offers him another piece of gold. And he he accepts this too and follows her to like the middle of town. Mm -hmm. She blindfolds him. Of course, nobody can see this because it's like, like I said, five, maybe 515 by sure. now. And she turns him around a couple times and leads him down some wrong ways and then leads him to the house. And I imagine the smell was horrible. Yeah. Because there's a rotting corpse, yeah. basically. And, you know, but I mean, if you give somebody gold, what are they going to do? Yeah. So 
he's still blindfolded. It's dark, and he sews the body back together, blindfolded. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he did a good job though, because right. like nobody could really tell when they have a normal funeral. But so after it was done, after the body was sewn back together, she keeps his blindfold on, leads him down some wrong ways, and then back to his place. Right. And gives him a third piece of gold. Just shut up about it. And so <laughs> that's basically where my where this part of the story is going to end. Okay. I think I have you guys hooked enough that you're not going to kill me in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I, I one thing I want to mention earlier. This is a good point. Um, the the very very famous uh, open sesame trait um, that. I, I wanted to look into that, too. I meant to say that before, but it's good. Um, you know, we joke, like, open says me is what it kind of sounds like. And What is it? Like, open says me. Oh, like, you're saying it. Like, open says me, but open sesame, you know? Like, it's that okay. funny joke. And I was curious, like, I, especially as a kid, thought that's what it was. It was just a funny way of saying open says me, or, like, you know, I say open. And it's, but no, it, ha- it literally has to, it's connected to the sesame plant or sesame right. seeds. And those have like magic, magi- medicinal, magical properties in, uh, especially in Babylonia, maybe Iran, that kind of thing. And that might be where the connection is. But well, they taste bad enough to be medicine. Uh, yeah, so. and it, well, and the the French um, translation uh, of these, these stories, it the the translation was uh, like sesame, ouvre toi, open yourself, and so like it just kind of got shortened to like open just open sesame like you open like and so but it was yeah there there is no it's not says me it's just it's connected to sesame the plant or seed so i always thought it was sesame like the plant yeah or, no that's yeah oh yeah you, so you would never thought <laughs> no no, no the, i didn't even know that was a thing i'm i'm quite certain some like nickelodeon cartoon convinced me that's what it was like they, oh, okay. they probably played like a joke I'm, on I'm it. probably too old for that maybe yeah i'm pretty sure like open says me was used in like i don't know spongebob or something when i was a kid so that's probably where i ended up getting it from um yeah that made me it, it's so interesting i didn't know that came from this story because i don't think i was ever i knew of the of the name alibaba yeah and i think that's from the disney cartoon aladdin because doesn't he say his name is alibaba in that Oh, like when he's trying yeah, to fake out Prince Ali, like he yeah, calls himself yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Ali <laughs> Anyway, yeah. If I say any more, we'll get sued. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's right. That's right. Which is cool. Like that, that Aladdin story is of Chinese origin too. So it's insane how this goes through. Um, I well, I was gonna make an Alibaba joke for the company. Oh. <laughs> the Chinese company, which is like the Chinese Amazon, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't really think of one, so I'm just going to mention that I thought of it. Gotcha. I okay. It, so. But no, I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't aware of this story, like this. Yeah. But the open sesame, like that's something so iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Like we all know that. Mm. I, I don't know how it became part of our collective yeah. conscience. Well, sort of. so, so this this will end part one. Um, we'll, we'll go to part two, uh, we'll be up next week. Um, we'll, we'll kind of discuss that. There's a lot of westernization. Oh, okay. So you have something on it. That's yeah. great. So, um, well, yeah, we'll leave it here guys. Um, hopefully Bryant doesn't murder me <laughs> before the next episode. <laughs> hey, keep talking. <laughs> um, 
If you like this, if you have any suggestions, please let us know, mystery at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook. Um, let us know if you have any suggestions for myths or if we can do anything to improve. We really appreciate, appreciate any feedback. Um, but otherwise, we'll catch you guys next time.